The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Payoff Pitch, June 21st, 2022. Baseball season is alive and well. Every Tuesday and Friday, we come to you with analysis and breakdown of the MLB slate. We've got a full 15-gamer today. Please rate, review, subscribe. Those of you that have been with us all season, we greatly appreciate it. Those of you that are new, we, of course, expect new listeners throughout the course of the year with other sports kind of wrapping up and now more attention on uh, on the diamond. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. I'm Brendan Glasheen, the host with two of our very best that follow baseball at Action Network. Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor. Sean Zarello, one of our senior writers covering baseball for us at Action Network. We'll start the show with matchups of the day. I'll take a few minutes, go over each of these games because they are some marquee games, some national TV games, and there's more access for you to put your eyeballs on it. And, of course, to place a bet or two. Uh, we'll start with the Mets and the Astros. A great matchup here, maybe a World Series preview. Who knows? Uh, Mets at plus 110. Astros the favorite being at home. Total set at nine. Sean Zarillo, do you have an angle for us on this game? Waiting for the Mets lines to potentially float up a little bit higher. I need plus 120, the first five innings, plus 125 for the full game in order to bet them. Otherwise, it's going to be a pass for me. Jose Arquiti has been much better in his recent starts. His last four starts, a sub four expected FIP. He's still carrying an XERA over six on the season, but he has been better in his recent starts. Trevor Williams has roughly been underrated the entire year. So I think given that recency, Forum for your quitty, it's going to be a pass for me unless those Mets lines float up just a touch higher. Okay. How about you, Whitchurch? We've, we've talked a lot about the Mets this season and just maybe fading them. Maybe they'll, they'll just they'll regress at some point here. Uh, wh- where are we at on this game? Astros, have, of course, have been playing better lately. Yeah, I'm with Zerillo on waiting for the Mets, but I am targeting the total here. 
Trevor Williams as a starter this year is allowing a 760 OPS and has a 4.5 ERA. If you look at his full season numbers, it's mostly because of his work as a reliever. It's a 631 OPS allowed as a reliever and a 2.3 ERA. So obviously does a lot better just facing a lineup once through the order. Uh, if he gets into two or three territory, he runs into trouble. So I like the Astros offense to get to him today, as long as the Mets don't give him a short hook. He had a short hook as a starter, but he's still going to face more batters than he would if he were a reliever. And Urquidy is someone who, as Sean mentioned, he's been a lot better lately, but he still allows a ton of contact. The Mets are a contact-oriented team. He has a 46% hard hit rate this year, 80% contact rate, and the Mets are 77.9% in contact rate, which is sixth best in the majors. So I think they're going to put a lot of balls in play, you know, as long as they're not hitting – Hitting them right at guys. I think Urquidy's going to allow his share. Williams is a starter's worth fading. So over nine is my play on Mets Astros. Another game of the day. It's on national TV, FS1, Cardinals Brewers, matchup of the NL Central. Brewers have finally turned it around a little bit. They've won four in a row, still in first place over the carts just by a game. So that should be a fun, a fun series to follow. Flaherty v. Gonzalez and Zarillo, you are backing Chi-Chi today. Explain. Yeah, this is something I have not done probably in a long, long time is bet on Chi-Chi Gonzalez, one of the worst to ever do it. Um, it's more, I guess, a fate of Jack Flaherty, who last year did not look good. This year in his first start did not look good. Not fully stretched out still either. So I'd probably expect the Brewers to use their bullpen very aggressively in this game. For Flaherty, his velocity is down this year, down a tick, tick and a half from his career average. His whiffs are down both last year and this year, 3% from his peak. So hopefully the Brewers can get an inning, two innings, three innings out of Chichi Gonzalez, bring in the bullpen and use it aggressively. Corbin Burns gave them some good length yesterday. They only had to use Devin Williams and Josh Hader for an inning each. So maybe Suter comes in, eats a couple innings. Not really sure how they're going to game plan it because Suter being a lefty and the Cardinals smashing lefties is not an ideal matchup for him. But the fact that Chi-Chi's a righty, I think, could get him through this lineup once. The Cardinals much better splits against lefties and then get him out of there. But the Brewers down to plus 125 in either half is a bet for me. Not something I love, something I had to do. Hey, Colin, uh, yesterday's result, Cardinals offense couldn't get it going. Um, how about today? I, I'm sorry. I, I can't believe Zarillo's betting on Chichi Gonzalez. This is great. I would love to bet on Chichi Gonzalez if you were pitching for maybe the Orioles or the Diamondbacks who are getting him at like plus 190, plus 200. But I cannot bet him at this number. And I'm actually a little bit more bullish on Flaherty than Zarillo is. I know that his stat line from his first start isn't that impressive. But if you look at it, after the first inning, he settled down quite a bit. He only allowed three hits, triple and a single in the first. After that, his only other base runner allowed or, or hit allowed rather was a bump single. Two of the runs that were allowed against him were via that bump single and a fielder's choice. He only threw 60 pitches, still had seven swinging strikes. I think that we're going to see a little bit better version of him as he ramps up. I'm a little bit more bullish on him today and I'm fading Chichi Gonzalez, especially at such a short number. I get an opportunity to bet against Chichi Gonzalez at only minus 140 in the first five innings. Give me the Cardinals first five. Sorry, Zarillo. It's a great apology. Moving on to uh, Blue Jays and White Sox. Uh, Gossman versus uh, Dylan Cease today. Blue Jays, the favorites on the road. These White Sox. You know, Colin, can we go to you first on this, please? Is that fair? Is that okay? 
Yeah, we can go to me, but it, you're not going to like the result. I'm I'm passing on this game. Cease, Cease has been both Cease and Gaussman have been very helter skelter lately. Don't know what we're going to get. The White Sox offense has perked up a little bit. We saw him score eight last night against old nemesis Jose Barrios. Luis Robert has looked great. Andrew Vaughn, and they have Tim Anderson back. Although, of course, given that it's the White Sox and nothing can go fully right, they get Tim Anderson back on the same day. Yohan Moncada goes on the injured list, and Moncada's bat had just started to heat up. It's very tempting to bet on Dylan Cease at a plus number, but I just can't do it today because I don't know what we're going to get out of him against an elite offense. And, and same with Gossman. Both these pitchers are just too unpredictable right now. Okay. White Sox have been, uh, they've been so-so at home. They haven't been great uh, in their home ballpark. Zarillo, is there a play for you here? White Sox, Blue Jays. Yeah, I like the White Sox, the plus 115. I also bet the first five under four and a half, but I only like it up to minus 110. I believe it's moved higher, closer to minus 120. So pass unless you can get that minus 110 on the first five under. Like Colin mentioned, both season Gaussman have been a little bit rough lately compared to how they were earlier in the season. Expected metrics for both on the season around three in terms of an ERA estimator. Lately, their last five starts, they're both around 3.75. I know Gaussman got lit up in his last start by the Orioles. And Cease's command has just been a bit spotty lately. So a bit skeptical about that first five under just with the form that they're both in at the moment. But Chicago down to plus 115, definitely a play for me. It's just a projection edge, and there's really not much I can say beyond that. I think the White Sox have underperformed. I know they've had guys moving in and out of the lineup, but the Jays' bullpen is probably behind the White Sox' bullpen in terms of effectiveness. So slight pitching edge for the White Sox. like them at home at plus money. Okay, we move on to On Deck. This segment, we spend a little less time on each of the games, but Zerillo and Colin each have a handful of games they want to touch on just to give their – their angle, their read. There's maybe a storyline here. Ooh, look out. Uh-oh. You think you're safe over there on deck, but you're really not. Colin, you've got an angle for us that's more big picture when it comes to Tigers, Red Sox. Riley Green made his MLB debut the other day for the Tigers. He was a AL Rookie of the Year favorite at the beginning of the season. And I'm kind of looking at his Rookie of the Year odds right now, and it's going to be really difficult for me to not place a bet at Riley Green. He's down to plus 4,500 for AL Rookie of the Year. The question with Green right now is if he's going to get enough plate appearances to make it worth it. He's got a a loaded field there with guys like Julio Rodriguez, with guys like Adley Rutschman at the top of the leaderboard. Bobby Witt Jr. still there. Obviously, he struggled. And Green's own teammate, Spencer Torkelson, has also struggled. So a lot of the big-time favorites for AL Rookie of the Year at the beginning of the season – haven't performed up to expectations. Jeremy Pena is up there as well. He's on the injured list right now. So green at plus 4,500 is someone I'm going to take a shot at. Mention the plate appearances. The best comparison I could come up with is Jordan Alvarez in 2019. Alvarez won the AL Rookie of the Year award. He finished the year with 369 plate appearances. Fangraphs currently projects green to finish at 300 plate appearances, and that might be a little bit low. They're usually a little bit more conservative with those projections. So I think if he gets north of 300 and he performs like he's capable of absolutely has a shot at AL rookie of the year. He started his career. Amazing. It's not just the hits that have been impressed pressing me. He only has 13 plate appearances. He's reached base eight times. Five of those are via the walk against just two strikeouts. Riley green, AL rookie of the year odds are going to go down. 4,500 is the best you're going to see on the market going forward. 
So I'm all over that. As far as this game, I'm also betting on the Tigers. I know we're supposed to be a little shorter here. Tigers first five plus 172. Their first five run line, you can actually get them plus half a run at plus 115. This is a pure fate of Rich Hill. Tigers offense is better against lefties. Riley Green has given them a spark. Like the Tigers today, but my go-to bet here, Riley Green, AL Rookie of the Year. You know, you mentioned plate appearances. You, you got to figure, too, that the Tigers might be moving off some pieces at the deadlines. That should create some some opportunities, right? Yeah. Pending health, Riley Green should be starting in center field every single day for the Tigers the rest of this season. So there's no reason he shouldn't get to that threshold or above it. Okay, very good. You've got two more games you want to hit on, too. We'll, we'll just keep it with you here. Royals, Angels, D-backs, Padres. Yeah, Royals, Angels. I'm betting the Royals at plus 155. This is a straight fade of Reed Detmers. Since Detmers threw that no-hitter, he's made five starts, 22 innings, 12 runs, 11 walks, and 18 strikeouts, and six home runs. I bet the Royals last night, they came came up big for me. I'm going back to the well here with Jonathan Heasley, who has pretty good stuff. He walks a lot of batters, but he's been somewhat impressive just from a stuff position so far this year. The Angels are just 20th in walk rate against right-hand pitchers. 7.7%, and they have the highest strikeout rate in the majors. So I think Heasley actually has the pitching edge here over Detmer. So give me the Royals plus 155. Third game of the day that I'm betting, Diamondbacks Padres, Zach Gallon against Sean Manaya, And this is a prop, Sean Manaya over five and a half strikeouts. He's been over five and a half strikeouts in half of his starts this year, seven of 14, and he's hit exactly five and four others. So that's four, that's 11 out of 14 starts where he's been within half a strikeout of this total. The Diamondbacks have the fourth highest strikeout right in the majors, and they also have a run value of a minus 11.4 against changeups, which is Manaya's primary out pitch. He throws it 24% of the time. Action Labs has Manaya at 6.6 strikeouts today and a 9 out of 10 grade. So give me over 5.5 strikeouts on Sean Manaya, and I would bet that to minus 115. Okay, very good. Zarillo, you've got a trio of games as well you want to hit on for us. Yeah, I just want to, I have some angles on the games Colin talked about as well. So I just want to touch on those briefly. Cool. Uh, waiting for plus 180 on Detroit. Brisky has been much better in his last five starts. 3.65 expected FIP. It's really sharpened up since looking like a complete fade to start his career. But I also like the overs there. But the over full game over to nine and a half at minus 106. And the first five over, I like up to minus 130. Rich Hill fade and maybe Brisky and Fenway may not go well. But willing to bet on Detroit if that full game money line floats up a little bit higher. Against Reed Detmers as well, Royals plus 155. I also like the first five over four and a half, up to minus 128. Detmers has a 199 batting average on balls in play. Not going to keep that forever. He has a 425 ERA, so plenty of room for that to fall. Closer to his expected indicators, which are in the high fours, even the low fives. And then the Diamondbacks, I'm waiting for plus 115, first five, plus 123, full game to bet my guy, Zach Gallen. As for the games I want to touch on, the Giants and the Braves. Spencer Strider is awesome. Um, you look at pitchers with minimum 40 innings pitch this year. He's third in whiff rate. He's behind Corbin Burns and Shane McClanahan ahead of Kevin Gaussman. So if you're looking for a pitcher to maybe upset Mackenzie Gore in the NL rookie of the year race, Spencer Strider could be worth investing in at this point, fully stretched out now, 80 grade fastball. I was worried about his command earlier in the year. I think he's sharpened up. It's looked much better in his last two starts. He was lights out in that last start. The Braves seem to do this every year. They find these pitchers in the middle of the season who develop into top of the rotation arms, carry them into the playoffs, and they just blow you away. So 
Strider looks like a guy for the Braves this year, and the Braves are playing much better lately. Definitely think he's going to be big for them down the stretch. The Mariners and the A's, I hate J- betting on James Caprellian. I seem to do it every time out. The Mariners have yet to confirm Marco Gonzalez. I'm assuming he's starting for the Mariners. Like the A's down here to plus 119 in either half. Don't love it particularly considering Caprellian's command is so bad, but both of these pitchers around high fours, mid fives, potentially even for Caprellian. Don't love it. Have to bet the A's though. In terms of a projection edge, and then finally, the Guardians have yet to confirm Aaron Savale against Joe Ryan, but a big difference in expected metrics between these two. Joe Ryan in the mid-threes, Savale is over five on his expected ERA, so I like the Twins' first five line all the way up to minus 183. If Savale starts, that will be my largest projected edge on a side for today. Excellent. Very good. Before we go, let's uh, clean up with best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Okay, last episode, a one, two, and one showing. We had a push in there last Friday, but here we are back on the train on Tuesday, the 21st. And by the way, we're here Tuesday and Friday uh, throughout the season. That's where we get the most consistency in terms of uh, volume of games. So that being said, Colin Whitchurch, what do you have for us? Best bets for Tuesday, June 21st on this baseball slate. Yeah, this is two games I already talked about. Cardinals first five minus 140 or better. I just can't believe I get a chance to bet against Chichi Gonzalez at this number, and I'm very excited about it. I understand the concerns about Flaherty. I don't necessarily disagree with Zerillo there, but this is just a straight fade of Chichi Gonzalez, and I'm going to do it for the first five innings because of the Brewers' bullpen. Depending on when they pull him, I think that they're going to shut down the Cardinals offense late, but early on Cardinals should have the edge there. Second one is again, Sean Manaya and that strikeout total over five and a half. I think the Diamondbacks swing and miss a ton, especially at changeups. If you can get over five and a half at minus one fifteen or better, I'm all over that there. Okay. Zarilla, what do you got? Pair of first five money lines that I just mentioned, both at minus 160, the twins minus 160. I like up to minus 183. And the Braves, minus 160 for the first five as well. I like up to minus 168. I should also mention for that Braves-Giants game, I forgot to mention the unders. The full game under nine and a half, minus 110 is fine. And the first five under five to minus 115. Di Sclafani has actually been much better than his six-plus ERA would indicate. It's expected indicators are pretty much in line with last season. He just has a 444 batting average on balls in play. So he should be much better going forward. I like the unders there but I prefer as my best bet, the Braves on the first five line. Okay, gents, very good. And that's good stuff there from Colin as well, giving us some uh, some light on on Green and his potential to be- We should uh, mention O'Neill Cruz, rookie of the year, in a similar spot. When I projected rookie of the year races coming into the year, in terms of war per plate appearance, O'Neill Cruz was ahead of the entire field in the National League. So I don't know if he's going to catch up to these pitchers like Goran Strider, who are ahead of him, but he's pretty much in the same boat as Riley Green in terms of can he get enough playing time to close down that field coming into the year, I said on a per plate appearance basis, he is the best player in the national league from a rookie standpoint. The issue, the issue there is that because the NL rookie of the year race is so wide open, O'Neill Cruz is plus 700 green is plus 4,500. I, I love Cruz and I, and I agree with you. It's real. I'll probably be uh, investing in him a little bit of that number, but I, I wish that he had dropped 
the way Riley Green had dropped, but unfortunately he's still, he's got the fourth best odds right now behind Gore Strider and, and our boy, Michael Harris. Yep. Michael Harris has been phenomenal. I mean, these rookie of the year races are shaping up tremendously. I think we're getting to a point where we're seeing like a turnover in the next era of superstar talent coming up to the big leagues. Pouring one out for my boy, Seiya Suzuki. Come back soon, please, Seiya. Plus 1,500 out there right now. All right. Very good. Uh, should be good. Best of luck, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in, as always, to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's go-to MLB betting podcast. For Colin Whitchurch, Sean Zarillo, Brendan Glasheen. We're here every Tuesday and Friday, so we'll catch you again this Friday to get you set for a day in the majors. We'll see you. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.